Well, welcome back to Two Pastors in a Mic. My name is Shannick. And I'm Corey. And we just want to say thank you so much for listening this week. Also, for those of you that have already left a review, thank you so much. We appreciate listening to those, reading those, I guess. You can't listen to reviews. Yeah, you read them, and <laughs> they are very encouraging. So we appreciate you. the text messages. We yeah. appreciate you, or we appreciate seeing you post them on social media. Man, that encourages us so much. Please share this with your friends. Hopefully, it it encourages you to have deeper discussions around faith, around life. That's why we do this podcast, to benefit your life. Yeah, and if you haven't left a review or texted us or anything, man, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. So Even if you don't like what we're doing, we still love to hear from you, for real. <laughs> uh, Corey wouldn't, so don't do that. It just depends. There's a lot of negativity out there. It'll trigger him. Triggered, triggered. <laughs> this week's question of the week is actually just for you, Shanik. You just got back from Vegas. I did. And so this week's question is, what was the highlight of your trip in the Dirty V? Well, I'm going to say, man, the the best part about Vegas was experiencing everything with Melanie. And I know that sounds like, I don't know. I, I don't know. What does that sound like? Corey? X-rated? <laughs> oh, my God. No, I was going to say like Vegas, a sappy romantic or something. Good Lord. <laughs> you just went straight there. But no, like for real, just being with Mel, that was a great time. Uh, my favorite spot to visit out there was the Red Rock Canyon. Um already made it a point if I do go back to Vegas ever, man, I want to spend at least a day in the Red Rock Canyon exploring, hiking. Dude, it was so freaking beautiful. Is that your answer to the question? What was your highlight of the trip? That was my highlight of the trip, but I want to, I want to, I want to, I'm, Hey, I'm going to transition here to what we want to talk about today with a pretty incredible thing that happened as well. So I didn't really tell anyone I was going to Vegas. Did I even tell last week on the episode that I was going to Vegas? Nope. No, I didn't, I didn't think so, you even though share. I left last Wednesday, Wednesday to Saturday. And I didn't tell a lot of people because, honestly, the few people that I did tell, I could, man, I could see that they were, like, bothered. Or we, we mentioned triggered. Man, they... Judgmental? They, a man, pastor in yes, Vegas? Man, that's exactly <laughs> what they said. A pastor in Vegas? Mm -hmm. And then one guy said, all right, preacher. And I'm like, wait. What? I was just trying to set up like a ride share with my son's like soccer team and some of the parents that help us out and we helped them out. <laughs> and there was so much judgment in their tone and the way they said that, I'm like, oh man, I can't tell anybody I'm going to Vegas. This sucks. Why can't I tell anybody? Like, man, I'm a son of God. I'm going to go out there and just have fun. We yeah. have some, some shows set up that we wanted to go see. I knew I was going to play a little blackjack, man, the dinners. Uh, Hoover Dam, like, man, we had a full three days packed of just stuff we wanted to do. And I'm like, what's wrong with this? Yeah. But everyone had this like judgment toward me. And I'm thinking about it on the plane ride over there. Like, man, I, I want to be able to post on even Facebook, maybe where Mel and I are at. But then I'm like feeling really reserved. Like, oh no, I can't even post where we're at. This is the world that I live in. Mm -hmm. And we, I think about this probably this too often and maybe yeah. too much. And maybe I shouldn't care as much as I do but I still do. And so we get there, we land, we get our rental car and man, we're hitting Vegas. And I'm like, so excited on one point, but then the other point I'm like, man, is there something wrong with me that I'm really looking forward to this? Like what's going on? But we pull out of the airport and the car that we get behind leaving the airport is this white Mercedes. And I actually did post this picture on social mm -hmm. media. It was the only one I, I did it. of the whole trip. And the license plate said, you're loved. 
And it was a reminder to me what we close out service with every week. It's what we close out the podcast with every week. And it's just your loved and there's nothing you can do about it. And so for me, that was just an amazing experience because I got to see that right up front. And mm-hmm. it was just this reminder, oh, no matter what the frick happens in Vegas, I'm freaking loved. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it. And why I'm do- going to be continually loved. And I needed that reminder. Yeah. Well, why do people always associate with somebody going to Vegas as because of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and what we all know what happens in Vegas? Why do everybody assume that what you're going to be doing is off the walls, crazy, irresponsible? Like people yeah. are so judgmental with that. It, is. And it bothers and, me. Well, because it has a label. Uh, let's talk about labels again. Yeah. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast, right? It has a label, Sin City. Mm-hmm. So if you go there, oh, you're just going to take part in a bunch of sin and stuff you shouldn't be taking part of. Like, man, I'm just going to say right up right up front of this podcast, man, I've had way crazier nights here at home around <laughs> here. <laughs> I've, I talked about my night in Savannah, I think, right? Yeah. Dancing in the a fountain at 2 a.m. You, you didn't go into too much like, detail. I've had some crazy nights, yeah. way more crazy than I did in Vegas. I'll just yeah. leave it there. Well, because what happens that, in Vegas stays in Vegas. You can't, you can't share. I mean, it does, but honestly, man, I... I have traveled a lot this year. Yeah. And I have tons of stories from every one of my trips, but Vegas, guys, it was just like, eh. It was anticlimactic towards your other stories. Oh, well, they, I didn't even have one because it, nothing really like exceeded expectation or nothing was like over the top amazing. It was all, okay, this is Vegas. This is it. And yeah. Yeah. Because you know that you're a son and you're always be a son, regardless of your behavior. It's kind of what we talked about over the last two podcasts. Right. And so if you haven't listened to the past last two podcasts, we encourage you podcasts. We encourage you to go back and listen to it. The first one was you're not broken. We don't believe that you're broken. Uh, The second one is uh, talking about sin nature. This conversation that really only happens in Christian circles kind of debunked the myth of sin nature that recognize that you've always been blessed. You always will be blessed. And we addressed the question at the end of the last episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, then what's the point of Jesus? Why Jesus? Right. And that's one of two questions that you get asked when you conquer the myth, in my opinion, of of sin nature. The other question was asked by three people over the past week, and we're going to address this question today. That question is, dun, dun, dun. So if there is no sin nature, do all people go to heaven? Hmm. And it's kind of this question. This question gets asked in multiple different ways. It, it People have a lot of opinions about this topic. I actually hate this question and love this question all at the same time. I hate it for two reasons. One, to me, and here's a, just a brief answer of this question, it, to me, it doesn't matter. The answer to this question doesn't matter. One, we will never know until we die. Right. No one will, even if you have studied this topic And there's a lot of information out there that you can study. I've actually studied this topic in quite depth. You can come to a conclusion and you can come to a belief based on the evidence, but you'll still never know. Right. And and because there's people out there and there are scholars that can argue, yes, they, yes, they do. Or no, they don't. Yeah. (laughs) So, and both sides have great arguments, great arguments. Both sides have provoking. Yeah. Are very thought provoking. And they also, um, use scripture in context. And so, yeah. And so the, so we can have this idea that, you know, we can hear a bunch of stuff, but like you just said, this side of the afterlife, we will never know 100% for sure. And the second reason for why I hate it is because it kind of 
this might be a little bit of a judgment from me, but it kind of reveals that your faith has missed the point of Jesus. And it also kind of reveals that you haven't been answering the question lately of what does love require of me in life right now? And so I do love talking about this question. And here's why I love talking about this question. And here's what we, we were going to um, unpack on this episode. These four ideas on honestly why this question doesn't matter and ultimately our answer to do all people then go to heaven. And again, our answer is, I don't know. There's a label for this. It's called universalism. Uh, I am a hopeful universalist. I, I hope yeah. all people go to heaven, but we're going to unpack. I, I don't know. I, my genuine answer to this, and I've studied the information, I don't know. But here are four things that I kind of want us to focus on together instead of asking the question, well, do all people go to heaven then? Are we cool with that? Yeah, I'm definitely cool with that. And what's crazy is what you just said, this idea of hopeful universalist, like, when someone asked the question, wait, do all people go to heaven then? Why wouldn't our like natural response be, man, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to get to that. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I know, but, but you brought it up already. So like, man, I, I want to hope for that. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't more people want to hope for that? Exactly. Well, kind of reveals again, the judgment that, that typical Christians tend to have here. Here's, Here's why this stuff doesn't matter. Number one is this. We talked about this on episode 11 on this podcast. Uh, It was titled Salvation Means What? And salvation, people have misunderstood what salvation is for. Salvation is not for an afterlife experience. Salvation is for a current life experience. Salvation literally in the Greek means wholeness or completion. And you talked about this several times on this podcast. So if, if, if that salvation means to be made whole, to be made heal, uh, to be made complete, we won't need that stuff in heaven one day. We will already be all those things. So mm-hmm. we need salvation for now. Mm-hmm. We need wholeness, completion, yeah. and all that stuff comes. I in need my healing opinion. now. Yeah, it <laughs> comes from Jesus. And you can experience that now. In the midst of your painful experiences and circumstances, you can, you can experience wholeness and completion because it's a permanent identity given to you. And that's what's so beautiful about Jesus. Number two, if salvation is about experiencing something now and not later, you have to understand, and this has been a new revelation for me over the last three or four years, is that heaven is not the goal. This is number two. If you believe in Christianity just to get to heaven, I would argue that you've missed the point of Christianity and you've missed Jesus completely. Heaven is not the goal. And if it is the goal, then why don't we just commit homicide, you pull a trigger, I pull a trigger at the same time, and get there. Let's hurry and get there. If we don't have responsibility because heaven is the goal, then we don't have responsibility and let's hurry up and get to heaven. Right. Whatever that, whatever heaven looks like. And again, that's right. a different conversation. I don't know what heaven looks like. Paul said to be absent in the body is to be present with Christ. I don't know where that is. I don't know what it looks like. I just do know that it is present with Christ. Yep. But heaven is not the goal. In fact, our job as Christians is to bring heaven to earth to make earth better. You know, love is the goal. Impacting people is the goal. Bringing hope and peace to your life now is the goal. We have a responsibility to bring life into every room that you and I enter and every given time. You know, like we, we try and tell these, our people 
this message on a weekly basis, right? The church is in the meeting. The church woke up and came together to celebrate. And it's our job as the church to go out and be the church Monday through Saturday. In every room you enter, you are a carrier of heaven and people should feel the presence of heaven when you walk in every room. Right. And I think the message of the kingdom is, and I like how um, Dr. Lynn House puts it. He said, I'm not just trying to make heaven my home man, my point in life is to try to make my home more like heaven. I love and it. so it's bringing heaven to earth, right? That's how Jesus taught us to pray, right? Mm-hmm. Thy will be done in earth as it already is in heaven. So it's already it. there. I love it. I know. Recognize that heaven is not the goal. In fact, Paul White said it this way. He says, I don't want a Christianity that tells me where I go when I die. I want a Christianity that shows me how to live now. A Christianity that tells me where to go now that I'm alive. And that's been a quote that's just been ministering to me around this specific topic. Yeah. Number three, you want to do number three? No, go ahead. Number three. You're on a roll. In my opinion, I believe that following Jesus is the best life now. Mm. And I can't believe that I have to preface this, but I do, because I do realize there's a lot of Christians listening to this. I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel, although I do believe that God wants us to be prosperous. Prosperity gospel is just believing it to be true and believing it will happen because you believed it to be true. True prosperity is God gave you hands and feet and a mind to work, and he expects you to build the kingdom on earth, and he wants you to be prosperous, but it's not just going to happen because you're a Christian or because you prayed for it. Prosperity comes to those who work for it. And again, this isn't working for something. It's working from something. You're already prosperous because you have an identity in Christ. And so I truly believe that Christianity is the best life now. But I don't believe that following Jesus makes you exempt from pain or hurtful circumstances. Yeah, absolutely not. And so the best life now is, in my opinion, one of the main reasons for why I follow Jesus is that peace that only Christ provides, a peace that surpasses all understanding, a peace that you can hold on to in the midst of your painful seasons of life. Like this peace trumps every emotion and feeling there is, in my opinion, that's out there. And so, yeah, I believe that Christianity is the best life now. You have to think differently about why you follow Jesus. And it goes back to impacting and loving people. Again, you have to answer that question. What does love require of me today? Right. Like there's people that I need to sacrifice for today. It forces us to be intentional in leaving a legacy worth following, not just financially, but spiritually. Um, We have to answer the question, hello, somebody, are we the temple or not? You know, like, the new heavens and the new earth to a first century Jew were the temple okay. system, which was destroyed in 70 AD so that you and I could be temples where God lives in mm-hmm. permanently. Mm-hmm. So there's billions of walking temples right now that carry the essence of Christ with them, that carry the essence of heaven with them. And they sh- and people that don't believe that or don't receive that right now should be experiencing that when they come into contact with you. Right. And so let, let me just stop here real quick and just say the reason why you said earlier, even that you love this question is because it forces us to talk about our responsibility that we have on earth, which I think a lot of people just miss because if, if life is, um, is just like, let's just float through it and not worry about anything because one day we'll be in heaven for eternity then we've missed the message of Jesus. We've also missed the message of the kingdom and how the kingdom was at hand. And we have work to do as sons mm-hmm. and daughters to bring restoration back to the world. Man, that's the word. Everything that God does in creation is all about restoration. And he has given us that power 
to restore not only real life relationships, but restore our communities. He's given some of you guys the financial blessing to go in to restore communities. Mm -hmm. He's given some of us the responsibility of teaching to restore your mind, to think properly about who you are in light of who Christ is. Like this message, in my opinion, brings more glory to Jesus because it makes you confront the issues of why you believe Jesus. Right. And this is the last reason for why I love talking about this. And this is going to be a major gut punch to some of us. We just preached it in this series that we're doing at church called This is 40. Number four, we have to squash this concept of people getting what they deserve. Hmm. And it's called the Jonah Syndrome. And you think this is the main reason why people even ask the question, wait, do all people go to heaven for yep, this? For what this. you're getting ready to say. Because people love judgment or punishment, or believing that because they believed in Jesus, they get to go to heaven, and the people that don't believe in Jesus, well, they're getting what they deserve. And they can't wrap their mind, or they, they can't wrap their mind around the concept that God is love. They'll always say, yeah, but he's also just, without realizing that they're not antonyms, they're synonyms. God's justice looks like his love, always. Mercy triumphs over judgment, mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. The American justice system has set up the American Christian for failure around the concept of justice because we don't understand God's justice. This is what Isaiah 55 gets quoted all the time is God's ways are higher than our ways, right? You've unpacked this. Right. And that was in the context of talking about mercy and judgment. How God gives mercy in that way is higher than what we think because yeah. we all automatically want justice. I can't tell you how many times, man, just this past probably week, two weeks, I've heard at least three or four times from people say, oh man, there's a special place in hell reserved for that guy. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa. I, and I get it. <laughs> Honestly, I get it. I've been there. I don't want to have too much judgment towards that thought because there's always those evil things that trigger me. For me, it's like dealing with children. And now that I have children, like the pedophile conversation, right. like, like I believe that there are real uh, consequences for sin. And I believe that our justice system provides consequences for sin like that. But it's, it's really hard to get away from the message of full reconciliation when you truly recognize that you're guilty of things too. Mm -hmm. And the Jonah, let, let me unpack the Jonah syndrome. Jonah doesn't go to this assignment to the Ninevites. And I heard my whole life that he was scared of the Ninevites, right? And then I read it in its entirety and we preached it this past year. Jonah chapter four tells us that the reason why Jonah didn't want to go to the Ninevites is because he knew God was a, a passionate, loving, forgiving God, right? Abounding in love, slow to anger, compassionate God. And he knew that the Ninevites would repent and that God would, would show would, forgiveness, would show, show, forgiveness. show love. And that's the Jonah syndrome. Jonah didn't want to go because he felt like the Ninevites deserved what was coming to them. So he didn't want to tell them the message of God's love and grace because they deserved punishment. And so the Jonah syndrome is craving punishment for others while craving grace for yourself. And I'm guilty of this. Mm -hmm. Put me in a situation or a scenario. You know, I'm going to get text messages and phone calls from people this week. What about this situation? What, what about the Hitlers? What, what about all, right. all these things that did all these people that did so much evil? And, and man, I, that's a very hard conversation for me. It's very hard for some people that have, that have dealt with some devastating people abusing them in, in their life. But the message of Jesus is forgiving your enemies 
is forgiving those who've hurt you. It's easy to forgive the people we love. It's so hard to forgive the people that have done us wrong. It is. So hard. And so after I preached that sermon, you got up and you said something that I wrote down in my Bible. I'll never forget it. The Jonah syndrome is Jonah would have rather died because he goes on to say, yeah. that's Just what he take, said. I'd, take re- my, I'd rather take die. my life. And you said Jonah would rather die than to see the Ninevites changed. Yet Jesus would rather die so that you could be changed. Yeah. And I, I, I remember thinking, man, I just preached 30 minutes on that topic. And you came up to close out the sermon in one phrase was like, encapsulated. Is that a word? Encaptured. Yeah. It encapsulated, encaptured. Whatever. <laughs> Incultivated. Cultivated. <laughs> no, like, whatever. Was the essence captured. of it. Captured. There you go. There we go. Captured the essence of everything I was trying to say. And that's so true. And if this is a hard topic for you to wrap your mind around, I want to give you grace and I want to give you a process because it, it's taken me a long time. Like I'm speaking on this subject confidently, but I've wrestled with this subject for years. But what I've noticed in conversations is it's usually the judgmental Christians that cannot understand or accept this idea that God's grace is real. And ultimately it comes down to they're not satisfied with Jesus, or they've only followed Jesus because they were scared into his arms, scared of going to hell. Right. And if you are following Jesus just because you're scared of going to hell, I would also argue that you haven't met Jesus. Because the God of love is, I, I don't want to scare people into the arms of, of God. I want to show them that it's God's love and mercy that motivates people to repentance. Romans 2, yeah. 4. Yeah, yeah. Like God's kindness. God's kindness. Like everything about who God is, is yeah. is why we worship him. Right. And it's this idea of escapism, which I'm just going to like keep hammering this escapism. Oh, let me just go to heaven so that I don't have to actually do work here on earth. Yeah. And so, oh, wait, I'm just, yeah, like you said, scared into Jesus's arms. Man, a lot of people come to Jesus just out of fear of hell, mm-hmm. not embracing truly who Jesus is, what he did, and how he came to empower us to live today. And that's a message of responsibility. Responsibility. People don't want responsibility because then they're like, oh, why would we even take care of this earth? Why why would we restore homes, plant gardens, pick up litter? You know, wh- why, why would we? We're just going to get out of here. And it's like, man, God gave us this earth to work it, to take care of it so that our kids and grandkids can can live in a, a safe place, blah, 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 all that other stuff. But the reality is, is, is oftentimes when, when people talk about this idea that people getting what they deserve, it's almost like they secretly are jealous of how other people live. Yeah. I've seen it. It's like, oh, you're going to Vegas. Oh, cause I secretly wish I could go to Vegas and do all the things that people think are fun in Vegas without recognizing that you can go to Vegas as a redeemed son or daughter of God and have a great time without participating in some of the things that happen there. Like it, that doesn't make sense to me. And if you're jealous of how other of non-Christians or how non-Christians are living, that you come around this idea of, man, I hope people get what they deserve. I would argue that you've missed the heart of Jesus. You got to be motivated by love, not by fear. And uh, Andy Stanley says this. He says, new covenant folks don't get angry at lost things. They go looking for them. According to Jesus, the proper response to sin isn't jealousy or anger or indifference. It's compassion. And when you start having a heart for people, 
it changes everything. It changes the way, the reason for why you live for Jesus. Yep. So then the goal is in heaven. The goal is not heaven. The goal is to bring heaven to earth. Yep. The, the goal, goal is, is loving like Christ. Loving like Christ. Exactly. Yep. Expanding the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. You said that earlier. The goal is to restore, and you can't restore when you hope for people to get what they deserve. You can't restore when you don't know how restored you are. Hmm, that's good. And that's, in, in my opinion, our responsibility. So in essence, do all people go to heaven? I don't know. I don't think it I matters. I think it's a waste of time. I think it just distracts us from our job of loving people. Exactly. Okay. If they do, is that going to change how you live? If they don't, is that going to change how you live? Because for most people, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't. And so, yeah, the question really doesn't matter. And I don't know what the answer is, but okay. I do know we are called to love. Well, let me close with this. The hypothetical situation, it, it, it would break my heart if someone was like, well, if all people go to heaven, then I'm just going to go live how all people live. And I'd be like, man, you, you haven't experienced Jesus then. Right. Because sometimes it's, well, these it's back like, to what you just said. People feel like they are missing out on something. Yeah. What are you missing out? Yeah. Like, what is it? Is it, is it drinking alcohol? Then, then remove the legalism around drinking alcohol. Don't abuse alcohol and enjoy a glass of wine with your wife or her husband or whatever. Like, what is it that you are in bondage over because you were taught in a legalistic, legalistic system that you can't partake in this? Right. Or what evil desires do you have that might be a lust that you need to confront and deal with because pornography set up your life and your marriage for, for failure? And so you've painted this idea of, well, if I wasn't a Christian, I'd be doing this and that. Really? Would you? Because I know some non-Christian marriages that are amazing, and they're not out having you know, affairs or bringing third they parties in or what whatever that stuff fantasy does. you live in. Yeah, they understand. And so, like, you really have to confront this ideology that you might have in your life that Christian that non-Christians are living better than Christians or having more fun. You maybe have to confront this ideology of what you think fun is. Yeah. And rewire it because the Christian life is the most amazing life. It gives you full identity and purpose to love with purpose. Yeah. And so again, yeah, we're not saying now go out and do whatever you want. No, as a son or daughter of God, there is a way that we should live. That's above a lot of that. Yeah, it is. And it starts with restoring humanity because you have the power to do it. Yeah. So bring so. heaven, bring heaven to your home this week. That's it. That's all I got for you. Well, as uh, they say in Vegas. <laughs> on license plates. What are license plates? License plates. Oh, license plates. <laughs> I, I heard I'm pretty that. sure that's what I said. Maybe. You corrected me last episode, and I re-listened right. to it, and it was wrong by me. You were, you were right. Well, we'll see. But just know, just like that license plate said, you're loved, and there's nothing you can do about it. 